Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the midweek edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here on this Wednesday morning as we talk about all things New York Islanders. Lots to talk about on today's show. The reverse retro third jerseys are in, and needless to say, a lot of people not thrilled with the Islanders. I don't mind them. I think they're all right, but we'll talk about the reaction to the retro third jerseys uh, on today's show. We will also discuss the NHL.com rankings of the top centers in the league and how, again, the Islanders just not getting any respect from the national media. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to get to on today's show. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, please feel free to contact us. The email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we discuss your uh, question, comment, or the topic you'd like us to discuss. As long as it's Islanders related, we are pretty much game for almost anything. Uh, we also, you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll have all the latest Islanders news and notes for you there. But before we get to any of that, we wanted to discuss the results of our poll that we conducted with regard to the uh, Bob Nystrom Award, uh, which, you know, the Islanders are giving out to the player who hustles and is dedicated to hockey. And the results, pretty, uh, pretty dramatically one-sided. And it looks like you know, a lot of people want the winner of the Bob Nystrom Award to be a player similar to Bob Nystrom. So 43% of you went with Matt Martin as the person who should win the uh, Bobby Nystrom Award. 29% Casey Sezikis. So, you know, two-thirds of that uh, fourth line really dominating the voting. And then Matt Barzal and Josh Bailey each with 14%. So... Clearly, uh, the Islander fan base looking at, you know, the, the sort of bottom six kind of forward, rugged, physical, uh, checking kind of a guy. But uh, Matt Martin, especially after that very strong postseason performance, uh, winning our poll as the player who should win the Bob Nystrom Award with Casey Sezikis in second place. And uh, can't say that we have the most scientific poll, but that are those are the results of uh, our 
Twitter poll for Locked On Islanders. Meanwhile, again, NHL.com coming out earlier this week with a ranking of their top 20 centers in the league right now. And, you know, okay, there's 31 teams in the NHL. 32 will be, you know, in another year when the Seattle Kraken join the league. But right now, 31 teams. And look, I know the Islanders don't have many players in the top 20 in the league in scoring. Uh, not the most offensively uh, dominant team. We we all have been talking about that on this show, you know, since the beginning. But at the end of the day, the fact that the only Islander on this top 20 list was Matt Barzal, and I can't say that's a shock, but that Barzi ranked 19th on this list with Anze Kopitar of the Kings uh, coming in 20th on this list. And here's what the uh, article said on uh, NHL.com. Barzal has led the Islanders in scoring in each of his three full NHL seasons with a total of 207 points in 234 games. Last year, he led the Islanders with 12 power play points, was tied with Brock Nelson for first with four power play goals, and was among their forwards in uh, among their forwards in average ice time per game, 20:03. Barzal scored 17 points in 22 Stanley Cup playoff games. He won the Calder Trophy as Rookie of the Year in 2017-2018. When you're a good player, what you want is the puck. NHL Network analyst Mike Johnson said, "He provides such a unique element to his game that the Islanders need." They don't really have the ability to transport the puck up the ice, out of their own zone, and into the offensive zone. So, 18 different centers ahead of Matt Barzal. And I think, you know, okay, again, a lot of this is based on numbers. And the Islanders' players are not going to put up those very sexy numbers because they are playing in a defense-first system. That is the way that the Islanders have been playing, realistically, since Lou Lamorello came in as general manager and hired Barry Trotz to be the head coach. And you could even see it in Barzal's statistics. In the year before Barry Trotz arrived as coach, the one year he played on a team with John Tavares, uh, Barzal was better than a point a game, 85 points in 82 games. Since then, the numbers have fallen off. But when you look at that element that Barzal brings, the speed, he won the fastest skater competition at the NHL All-Star Weekend Skills Competition last year. When you consider his age, the fact that he's still getting better, it is a little bit frustrating to see Barzal as 19th, Sean Couturier, Elias Pettersson, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, John Tavares, Sebastian Ajo, all, uh, Mark Shifley, all of these players ranking well ahead of Matt Barzal. And I'm not sitting here, Alexander Barkov, Mika Zabinijad, you know, these guys, I- I'm not saying 
that these players are, you know, significantly worse than Barzi. But I think that when you look at a player like Barzal, who has to play in his own zone, who has to be responsible defensively, who is not free to improvise as much as, let's say, Alexander Barkov. Barkov had 62 points in 66 games last year, okay? Yes, Barkov had a few more points than Barzal, but Barkov did not have to be responsible defensively. And, you know, 62 points is not that much better than what Barzal did, and yet Barzal has to do so much more. So, again, part of this, to me, remains a lack of respect that the Islanders just simply do not get from the national media. And it really is frustrating. And, you know, I could yell about it, and I've brought it up a number of times, but at the end of the day, the Islanders have to make some more long playoff runs if they want to rectify that situation. All right, we've got more to talk about. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day still to come, and our discussion on the Islanders' official release of the new reverse retro jerseys. So lots to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Guys, you've heard me talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Well, the makers of Built Bar have a new energy gel. It's called Built Go, and it helps you break through your wall, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It comes in easy to take one and a half ounce packages, and it is really the best workout gel on the market. It's just like five-hour energy without that same crash, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. Three delicious flavors, chocolate coconut, peanut butter honey, and chocolate mint, and it combines an energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It has beta alanine, vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, honey, and just a kick of caffeine. And look, collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So again, Matt Barzal, only 19th uh, on the list of the top 20 centers in the NHL, according to NHL.com. By the way, if you were wondering, and you could check it out on the league's official website, but Connor McDavid was number one, followed by Nathan McKinnon of the Avs, Leon Dreinseidel of the Oilers, Sidney Crosby still in the four slot, followed by Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel. So that rounds out the top six. If you want to go top 10, Patrice Bergeron of Boston, Evgeny Malkin of the Penguins, Braden Point of Tampa Bay, and boy, did we see him a lot in that uh, playoff series. And then, of course, Mika Zibinijad of the Rangers rounding out the top 10. I I would have put Barzi a a lot higher than 19, Uh, maybe somewhere around 12 or 11, something in that range. But, uh, you know, again, the Islanders struggling to get that recognition that uh, a lot of other teams 
tend to get. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And look, the uh, today is the 33rd birthday of Islanders winger Cal Clutterbuck, part of the best fourth line in hockey. Clutter, uh, a, a big physical specimen. Now look, you know, I'm surprised he stands only 5'11", weighs 216, but if you've ever seen Cal Clutterbuck up close, guy is, uh, you know, very low body fat percentage. He is just pure muscle, and he is just one of those guys who comes off as a great teammate, hard worker, digger in the corners, does his job extremely well, is a leader in the Islanders locker room, always good to interview, doesn't suffer fools lightly. You know, anytime you ask him a question, it's got to be a good question. He's he's uh, he's respectful, but, you know, you could see when he's not pleased with a question. But Clutter, a, a good guy and uh, a great teammate, earning that alternate captain uh, letter on his jersey that he has gotten. And for a guy who has never scored more than 19 goals in a season— who has been a bottom six forward for most of his career. A couple of things stand out. First of all, believe it or not, Cal Clutterbuck has only gone over 100 penalty minutes once in his NHL career. That was with the Minnesota Wild back in 2011-2012. And now he has played 824 NHL games in his career, which is pretty impressive. A couple of more years, I would say, you know, given three more full seasons, he's got a shot at that 1,000 career game mark. And 120 goals, 236 points, add seven goals and 12 points in 51 more playoff games for the Welland, Ontario native. We're going to go back, look at one of Clutter's better games. It happened January 3rd. 2016 at the Barkley Center, Islanders going up against the Dallas Stars, Kerry Lettinen in goal for the Stars against Tomas Grice for the Islanders. Stars got on the board first, Vernon Fiddler his sixth from Radek Foxa and Travis Moen at 555, but the Islanders bounce back. Islanders had a power play with Jamie Benn and Cody Eakin both off for high sticking, and Anders Lee cashed in his sixth from Kyle Oposo and Marek Zedlicki at 10:34. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Patrick Sharp gets the stars on the board, his 16th from Alex Goligoski and John Klingberg at 13:30, and it's 2-1 Dallas. But the Islanders rally and tie it late in the period. Kyle Oposo is ninth from Franz Nielsen and Thomas Hickey. At 18:28, after one period, it's a two-to-two game. In the second period, the Islanders get on the board. A five-minute major for boarding by Jason Demers of Dallas. He also got a game misconduct. Kyle Oposo cashes in on the power play. His second of the game, tenth of the season. Anders Lee and Nick Letty with the helpers. It's a three-to-two Islanders lead. Then Mikhail Grabowski gets his sixth from Ryan Strom and Brock Nelson at 15.02, making it a 4-2 game. And then Cal Clutterbuck gets his eighth. Travis Hamanick and Nick Letty the assists after two periods. 
the Islanders lead 5-2. Valerie Nichuskin gets the Stars back into the game with his fifth goal of the year early in the third period, but with Nick Letty off for high sticking, Clutterbuck comes up with his second goal of the game, a shorty, his ninth of the year, Casey Sezikis the assist, couple of late goals by the Stars, Nachuskin with one, Jason Spezza with another, but it's not enough. The Islanders hold on for the 6-5 to five win in this one. Grice with 36 saves uh, in this game. Cal Clutterbuck with two goals. Kyle Oposo, two goals and an assist. Nick Letty also with two helpers in this game. And as far as plus-minus goes... Uh, Casey Zizekas, Cal Clutterbuck, Calvin DeHaan, and Adam Pellick, all with plus twos. Anders Lee, leading all Islanders players, nine shots on goal in this game. The Islanders, as a team, had 44, but this was a big two-goal game for Cal Clutterbuck. One of those was the game winner, Islanders six, Dallas Stars five, back on January 3rd, ninth. Uh, 2016, and again, happy 33rd birthday to Cal Clutterbuck, one of the nicer guys you're going to meet, and uh, one of the better teammates you're going to see, and a current New York Islander who is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All right, we'll talk about the retro reverse third jerseys and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. One other piece of news here. The NHL now asking its players to defer 13% of their pay for the upcoming season as part of the negotiations as they're trying to restart the upcoming season. The Players Association already agreed to a 10% deferral. Now the league wants to up that to 13%. So we will see how that one plays out. This one according to Larry Brooks of the New York Post, and um, basically there would be no prorated salaries for the upcoming season if the players agree to the deferral. Again, January 1st is the target date for the start of the new season, so that would still be about six weeks away, and uh, we're looking at probably a regular season of between 48 and 60 games. Again, I think we will see plenty of negotiations between now and the next two, three weeks before some kind of agreement is reached between the players and the owners as to exactly how they're going to deal with the fact that ticket revenue is certainly going to be way down this season, if there is any, depending on how it goes. All right, so the Retro Reverse third jerseys are out. And look, it's a slightly darker color blue with the traditional Islanders crest. Uh, really looks like an Islanders jersey from the early 2000s, late, very late 1990s. And, um, you know, mixed feelings from a lot of people. I like it. Um, you know, it's the classic Islanders logo with the you know, the slightly darker color, the orange and white trim, but, you know, they wanted, a lot of people wanted that Fisherman logo, and The Athletic, for example, ranked the Islanders dead last out of the 31 teams 
when they were talking about the reversal, uh, you know, the new retro reverse jerseys. And that's a tough one. And again, you know, I, I, I don't think that the Islanders should be that low, especially, you know, some of these jerseys, the, the, the Ducks, uh, you know, end up with wild wing bursting through the ice, but that is just not a particularly attractive looking uh, jerseys. And, you know, some of the color combinations are just lacking or unimaginative. Look, the Islanders jersey is kind of classic, and I have no problem with it. Uh, And different teams came up with different concepts. You know, the more traditional the team, I think the, the worse off that their jerseys tended to be. Uh, I was never a big fan of the St. Louis Blues having that much red in their jersey. I don't, I'm not overly fond of that one. Uh, yes, I know the Blues are not named after the color. They're named more after the music. But even so, uh, you know, not the biggest fan of that one. Uh, yeah, you know, the Sabres went with the two swords crossed. I like the color uh, combination. They stuck with the blue and and white and gold, but overall, the Islanders, again, ranked way too low on a lot of these uh, national polls, and I I think, again, it comes down to a lack of respect for the Islanders organization. Should they have put the Fisherman logo out there? Again, a lot of fans wanted to see it. Uh, A lot of fans didn't. You know, it was a very strong emotional reaction to that. And ironically, you know, it was a lot of the younger fans who don't remember the Fisherman jersey years who thought, hey, it looks cool, it's different, I like it. Those fans who are older and lived through the the two seasons that they used the Fisherman jersey, you know, a little more hesitant. But there were some really nice uh, of these jerseys, some of the nicer jerseys. Uh, I like the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, in a sense, it sort of reminded me of their early WHA jerseys to an extent. Um, the Capitals have a nice color combination, even though, uh, not thrilled with the logo. The Rangers, of course, went back to the Statue of Liberty jerseys. The Canadiens went with predominantly blue, wasn't as thrilled with that one. Ones I really, really liked. Um, Carolina Hurricanes using the Whalers old jersey. I, I liked that. That was a nice little nod to the whale. I liked the Minnesota Wild going with their logo, but the Minnesota North Stars old color combination. And I like the Kings going with their uh, Gretzky era logo, but the purple and gold, or excuse me, uh, to all apologies to Jack Kent Cook, the royal blue and gold uh, color scheme. I, I like that one. So, and and I also really like the uh, the fact that the uh, Colorado Avalanche were paying homage to the Quebec Nordique with the fleur de lis and the old Nordiques uh, logo with a little bit of the powder blue, but then, of course, the avalanche colors as well. So, yeah, you know, different teams came up with different things, and 
look, the Islanders, they weren't drastically different, were very imaginative, but they're classic. And again, to rank them 31st or very close to the bottom of the league can't go that far. It just really bothered me to say the least. All right, that's going to do it for us today on this show. We will have the latest Islanders news and notes and a discussion about where the team stands with Matt Barzal because that is an unresolved issue. Don't forget, if you want a national perspective on the NHL, check out Locked On NHL for the latest breaking news on all 31 NHL teams, 32 if you count the Kraken. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.